Hi, and welcome to the In the Cortex podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Paloma Garcia. And I am Danny Perricone. And we're the founders of In the Cortex, an online community with programs that show people the tools that they need to change their lives through brain reorganization. No medication, just movement. When you get your brain out of survival mode and regulate your nervous system, you start to live in the fun, logical part of the brain, the cortex. Subscribe today and learn how to live your best in the cortex life. And now, on to today's episode. Let's start out with a quick cortex moment from one of our members. My name is Louisa. I am a mother of four boys, and my in the cortex moment was when I realized how much the program had given me and how much it had helped me. I was going about my day when my seven-year-old at the time burst into the room and he was just having a huge reaction and all the big feelings were coming out. And normally I would feel like having a big reaction to my child's big reaction. And then things would just kind of spiral. And instead I found myself kind of checking in calmly on how I felt it would be best to help my son work through the situation that was causing big feelings for him. I was able to stay emotionally regulated and then help him come to that place with me peacefully. And in that moment, I was realizing that I was being the parent that I try to be, that I've always wanted to be, and whatever the outcome was from there, that I was going to be able to deal with it with feelings of peace and resolve and in a way that I could feel happy about and feel like I had been the parent and the person that I wanted to be in that moment. As a parent, life can just be so overwhelming, but I didn't have to feel overwhelmed anymore. The chaos didn't just take me down and I felt peace and steadiness and the ability to make decisions and have solutions. And it's just made all the difference in my life and in our home. Okay, today we are talking about why brain reorganization. So let's do a little recap of how the brain organizes itself, how the primitive brain develops, and what movements are necessary. If you've been following us for a while, you've probably heard this spiel before, but we're going to do it really, really quick, I promise. Uh, In the first year of life, actually from the time babies are in the womb through the first and sometimes second year of life, we're all designed to do certain movements that develop the primitive parts of our brain. The primitive brain is super, super important for a bunch of our automatic functions. So that goes from everything from producing dopamine to blinking, digesting, just so many things that we have to do automatically on a day-to-day basis. Why do they have to be automatic? So that our higher centers of the brain can focus on what we're doing here and now. All of the things that we want to actually do in our life, our logical brain, that's what we wanted to focus on, right? So the movements that are necessary in that chunk of our life are creeping, delps the pawns. Creeping is when you're on your belly, you do that kind of army crawl situation. Then crawling develops our midbrain. And if you want to learn a little bit more about those two, go back and listen to our two previous episodes. And then at the same time, babies are constantly doing all these really, really important movements that integrate their primitive reflexes. And we'll touch on that more in detail in a different episode. But that's just kind of to get, um, kind of lie the foundation, so to speak, for the episode is really so much of our primitive brain development is dependent on movement. And that is what 
the rest of our brain development is dependent on, right? So it goes movement, develops a primitive brain, and that makes it so once it's fully developed, your cortex, your logical brain and higher thinking is able to take over, want to live your life, which is in the cortex. Exactly. So now we're going to talk about what are some of the things that could be interfering with those movements Paloma just talked about. And let's be honest, today is a totally different world than we have ever experienced as humans. We've mentioned this before, and it's something to really help everyone understand that it's nothing that we're doing wrong as a society um, on purpose per se, but there are consequences to some of the things that we are doing. And we're going to list some of them out here. Real quick disclaimer before we get into that, we don't want anyone to feel any shame or any hurt if they hear any of these things that we address and come across as being, you know, pointing our finger at you and telling you should know better by now. Because there's things that Pullman and I find out every day. We're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that, you know, when that I could have known that information. So please take this following information as just information. It's we're educating you on what is getting in the way of natural brain development? And there is something that we can all do this as a collective. And so that's our goal here. We are not to shame, but rather to educate. So here we go. The number one thing that we are doing differently is, and this is kind of like the umbrella to it all. And <laughs> yeah. so the first thing is we're so stressed, right? In general, we are overly stressed in this world today. We have so, it's, information overwhelm coming at us. There's just so many things that we have to be doing to keep up with whatever's happening in the world around us. We're putting on so much stress into our lives. So then we start turning to other options to reduce that load. But when we start turning to other options, let's bring in the containers really quick. The containers are a situation where we put babies in apparatuses to keep them entertained so we can go work, so we can go clean the house, so we can go do all the millions of things that are being demanded of us because we don't live in those villages anymore. We don't divide up the workload. So now us moms, dads, caregivers, we're taking on five jobs that should have been passed down to the whole village, right? And we all have our part to make it easier. So now we're like, hey, what can we do to shortcut this so I can go get all those things done? So a container thing is happening. If you walk into any baby store, you see you are completely inundated with the options of what you can put your baby in so you can carry on with your life. Now that's great in order to help what I just mentioned for you to be able to carry on with your life. But what's happening is that that baby is now neurologically upside down. From the moment a baby is born, it is super important that a baby is on their belly. That is the default position. We shouldn't be clocking tummy time. We should be putting babies on their bellies as much as possible. Now we get it. You don't always want to put your baby on the floor because it could be dirty, whatever. But it's really important to know that that is the default position. As soon as you put a baby into an apparatus, they are using muscles they are not supposed to be using at certain time frames. They are um, kind of just jumping over a giant developmental leap. About before we are needing to have babies go into apparatuses, let's talk about when babies are coming into the world and how that process is looking. We as a society are very disconnected from our bodies. We are not able to feel and understand that. So now we have lots of interventions in place, not saying that interventions are important because there are definitely a time and place for it. But I do think that it's another quicker way to just move the process along. And I think that's the biggest thing is that we are just trying to speed things up because it works better for our time frame to keep up with the daily stressors. 
And we cannot speed up the process of what humans were intended to experience. And that is so important. And the brain needs the time to experience all of these natural things of how we are wired. Coming through the birth canal is a super important process that sets up your proprioceptive system. It gives you that time period to get acclimated from the comfy womb to now wherever you come out into the world. Things that are just getting sped up and there are consequences to it. And we also want to talk about the toxins in the world and talking about the environmental toxins, the food toxins. We're talking about them being everywhere around us because again, making things shinier, better, taste better, faster, all the things we have to keep hitting. There's like a threshold that now we're surpassing as humans. Like it doesn't taste salty enough. So now we have to add more, whatever. So there's going to be that constant increase because we've now lost we were out of touch really on feeling and connecting. So we're always amping it up, right? So, but this also is really careful because we don't want to go too far into all these things because I know a lot of you here are listening saying, oh my gosh, I didn't have a vaginal birth or yes, I put my baby into a container or oh yeah, we don't eat the cleanest at home and we do have Wi-Fi going on around us as like an environmental thing that's disrupting. So our whole thing here is you don't have to go live in a bubble, okay? Because I used to feel like that. I I was very much afraid of the world when I was pregnant with my first. I was like, how can I bring a human into this super toxic place. It's, it's just so dangerous for him. And I had to do a lot of emotional work and really tap into what was the root driving my fear. And it was really rooted in safety, which we talk, we'll talk about more later in other episodes, but really that's the subconscious coming through. There was other things that were really the root of that. And I had to go there. And that's why I was so fearful on the surface of everything around me. And now I can live at peace and harmony of knowing that we're living in 2023 and our world is full of lots of different things and we're not accustomed to, but now I'm, I, I'm at peace with it. So that's one little quick bit. We'll dive deeper into that later. Yeah. And I think also, you know, in terms of all this stuff that's happening, like you said, we're shedding light on it. We're not, I mean, I was a total container baby and, you know, lots of people that I know have had babies that were not delivered naturally. And like, you have to do what you have to do at the end of the day. Right. And that's the whole point is that we want to give people the tools. And we'll talk about that in a little bit later in the episode, but that's kind of what we're trying to say, because for, for example, another thing is screens and technology. We've never grown up. Like we didn't grow up as a society having this from the beginning of time, right? Like this is something really, really new. And the full effects of having screens at a young age has not even been fully 100% studied, right? Because not that many people, you know, it's just time, right? We have to wait until they're older and older and older to see what's going on. But we know that that definitely has an impact on neurological development. And then trauma, we're going to talk about that in another episode. It's capital T or lowercase t trauma, but things that happen in our lives impact the way that our brain is perceiving the world and whether or not our brain is going into that survival mode or able to stay and rest and digest, right? So our brain is constantly learning from our experiences. So if we have traumatic things that happen, that always is going to interfere at some point with our development or with our subconscious beliefs. And, you know, a lot of the time we don't know how to get out of it. And what we do is we go to doctors and they prescribe things. And that's great because it makes you feel good in the moment. And it makes you be able to operate in society. And it makes you feel like, okay, I'm getting rid of the challenge that I had. The trouble is now you 
feel like you don't have any power, right? You feel like you don't are, are not able to get to the root of things yourself. And so you're putting your hand, throwing your hands up and just saying, okay, I'm going to leave it to the experts. Right. And we're saying, I mean, we're experts in what we do, right? We are the experts, but we don't want people to have to depend on us and have to spend all this money going to all these different modalities and having to be in doctor's offices all the time, taking uh, medication all the time, because the truth is that stuff wears off. Whatever it is that you're doing, if your brain is still in survival mode, it's going to wear off. It's not always going to work a hundred percent, right? And so that's another thing we wanted to talk about. And that goes hand in hand with all the increase in diagnoses and challenges that we're seeing. So from one side, of course, you know, diagnostic parameters have improved over the past years. But on the other hand, the challenges have really, really increased as well. Way more people have these challenges nowadays. And we have to be realistic about, okay, Yes, we had to do what we had to do. Yes, whatever has happened has happened. And now it's all about let's get into how we can change because this is the whole point of our company is to show people that the brain can change and life can get easier. You can take it into your own hands. So no matter what it is that happened in your past, right now, if you decide, I want my life to be better, I want things to be easier for me, I want ABC to be not to not be my go-to MO right anymore. I don't want to have the tantrums. I don't want to have trouble with, you know, reading. I don't want to do this and that. This is the moment where you can take charge and that's neuroplasticity. Yes. I love neuroplasticity with a passion in my whole being. That's why we've committed so many years to this because we are products of it. We have experienced all the things of the challenges and neuroplasticity has come to the rescue in the sense that that was what that's all wired into us we all have the ability to change our brains it is what our brain is designed to do is adapt and as our world is changing so we need to step into that place of ad adaptation as well so the biggest piece here and this is when Paloma and I go out and we share what we do for work and everyone's like, oh my gosh, it's so amazing. Cool. You can change your brain at any time. Oh, you can do this at home. You don't need anybody. You know, you can just do it with videos that we provide. Yes. But the biggest part is then we're like, well, why aren't so many people doing it? And the big thing is, is because change is scary. Change is scary for yep. so many people because we're stepping into an unknown because we tell you. Holy cow, you're going to start laughing more, sleeping better, staying more focused, getting your stuff done, watching everybody around you go into a state of dysregulation and you stay calm and regulated. That's going to be the reality when you do brain reorganization. And some people are like, I don't understand what that really means because for so long, when you go get diagnoses, when you go experience your challenges, you just become that. You think that's your identity. I always thought I was just an anxious person. That's who I was. But now that I've come out of it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I was never anxious. That was just my brain responding to the stimuli around me because I didn't have the automatic functions in place to do their job. So then I had to compensate and I had to work harder. And that was because I was a container baby. My parents put me in a container because I had an older brother and they were, we were living in stairs and then we had carpeting in our house. So we, we never had the slick flooring. So I couldn't develop that certain part of my brain. So that's the cool part is that you can go back at any time and change your brain. The hard part is that you actually have to look at you and you got to put the spotlight on you and you actually have yep. to look at your behaviors, your patterns in life and say, is this serving me? Do I want to continue to be my story? And that's where you really get to decide 
Do I want my life to be easier? Do I really want to live my authentic life? Do I really want to let my true self shine through? Or do I want to stay in the same patterns? And we're here to tell you, you get to decide, but we're here to share with you that there's options and there are choices and we can help guide you in that. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that once you're going to, once you reorganize your brain, life is going to be perfect, right? We're just talking about the options and our option works because we're going back to what the brain always needed, right? We're going back and setting that neurological foundation. And we always say, we wish there were like a catalog of things you do to feel better, to help yourself, to help your brain. And the only appetizer is brain reorganization. And then the rest are just up to you, right? You can do any modality you want. We do different modalities ourselves. We do so many different things, right? To help ourselves be the best version of ourselves. But we've seen it time and time again with our members and even with ourselves, even you can read the story of my brother. It's on our blog. It's on our website. We've seen how, if you try to do the other modalities with a disorganized brain, usually parentheses, that means if the brain is disorganized, it's in survival mode. Okay. That means it's not regulated. If you try to do the other things with a disorganized brain, it's just not going to work or it's going to work for a little bit and then it's not going to work long-term. And so we're all about getting to the root so that we do see lasting change. And that again, it chucks up to different personalities, right? Some people are like, no, nah, I'm good. Like this way. Thanks for nothing. Bye. But for us, it's about sharing the message that when you do decide to take that leap, because I do believe, and you and I've talked about this, Danny, that people are getting into the space where they're really wanting to feel better and really wanting to change. I think we've said this before, the pandemic really changed the way that everybody looks at everything. And we're all kind of like, oh, okay, that's me. That's the real me, right? Because if not, you're distracted by school, by work, by your friends, by all the things that you have going on. And we have this moment to kind of like right? Like retreat from all of society and people were like, whoa, okay, this is, I, I get to know the real me and I want to be able to show it to the world. That's all those like memes about like, oh, I wish, I wish we had another pandemic. So I had an excuse to never leave the house again, <laughs> like that yeah. kind of stuff. Cause you do feel more comfortable. It's a safe space for you. Right. And there's just so much that we can do ourselves. And so that's why we're all about not, you know, not looking into the fancy and expensive treatments that, that, that's not for everyone, right? Some people can do that. But again, if you don't get to the root, it's not always going to work 100%. So we're committed to the growth. And that's what brain reorganization really does. It's, is it initiates that journey and it gives you that drive, right? And in case you're wondering, brain reorganization, our program, and there's some modalities out there, other, other programs out there that do the same modality or similar one, is getting back to the floor and doing those movements that you might have missed as a baby and looking at which ones help with which different challenges. And there's so much research out there about how our brain is meant to develop. And so going back and doing that at any point in your life is an option because of neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity is a reality throughout our entire lives. It doesn't, it decreases, but it doesn't go what you're doing and deciding that is that helping me or is that hurting me right in the big picture? Look at your, looking at yourself today, and saying, okay, is this helping or is this harming? And sometimes you're going to say something and do something. You're like, well, that's harmful, but I'm going to deal with it later. And that's okay. We have that space and we have that. That's why we love doing it online. If you're not able to do it right now, if you're like, this is too much for me, take a little break, come back to it in a couple of weeks, couple of months, couple of years, whatever it is. The point is we're putting this out there so that people can learn and understand that life really can get easier.
And I'm going to share as I've been doing this work for 13 years, Paloma and I just overhauled the program. We've committed ourselves to going back and doing it with our members. We have an accountability group that we are keeping everybody on track and doing our brain work daily for. And we're even blowing our own minds with like, whoa, I just noticed all these crazy changes. Like I just did, wow, my communication just improved. I really was able just to let things go. I noticed that in the past I would have had this emotional reaction and now I just stayed calm and I let that person let it out. I didn't take it personal. I knew it was their stuff. My speech got clearer. I was more organized, more efficient, more focused. And it's always after I do my brain work. And we're talking no more than 20 minutes a day. So it's so doable, but it's really something where when you put in the time of doing the 20 minutes a day, then all of a sudden you catch yourself not having to go do the things that you were doing before. So, and we all fall into it. So there's not any shame attached to it. It's that here's another option to look at. Here's a way to say here, I can go take control of my life. For me, some of the changes that I've noticed are specifically with my perfectionism. Cause I have very, very, you deal with this all the time, Danny, perfectionist tendencies. And I had already started to let go of it a little bit, but now that I'm restarting the program, I'm like, whoa, like I'm surprising myself at the way that I'm dealing with things and not even, not even, it doesn't even cross my mind to like do the perfect thing or like do it, you know, wait until it's like the specific moment that I wanted to do this perfect planned out thing, whatever it is. Um, and I honestly hadn't even noticed how much I was doing it. And then I started not doing it. And I was like, oh my God, that's huge. Because that's a big thing that I, since a little kid, I used to, I've always done that. So I'm really happy to be getting away from that because it did create a sense of like dis, not discomfort, but disappointment in myself when things didn't work out perfectly. Right. Or when I wasn't able to set something up perfectly and do it in a certain way. So getting away from that has been huge for me. And I mean, there's, there's so many different changes that I felt throughout this entire thing, not just now from restarting, but I think something really interesting is to look back at kind of the way that society has evolved in this, in this way that we now want everything to be instant. We want it to be faster. We want it to be bigger, faster, stronger, not to quote the song, but uh, (laughs) we want it to be, you know, we want, we have these expectations and we keep talking about the expectations from society in every episode because there just really is such an expectation. And this is where we see the parents, for example, who are like, oh my God, my kid walked at eight months. That's amazing. And so from that perspective, you're like, that's great. So they're ahead of everybody. They're going to be so smart. They're going to be this and that. But from a neurological perspective, we're like, no. And it's funny because we made a TikTok about that. And people were like, well, what am I supposed to do? Push my kid down on the floor and have him crawl. <laughs> like, no, we have different strategies. Um, and like we said, it's never too late. So if your baby starts, you can wait for them to walk, do their whole thing. And then once they're a little bit older, then you start to bring in the crawling, right? Because you know that that's a milestone that they missed. And that's kind of like the whole thing is like with, even with the containers, right? Like it's, it's convenience. And at the same time, it's reality, right? A mom or a dad or a caregiver nowadays is going to have work. They're going to have more than probably more than one kid. They have to clean the house. They have to go get groceries. They have to cook. They have to do so many things. And then the other, you know, parent, however, the household works, you have to go off to get, make a living or go into your home office to make a living. Like that does require your attention. You can't also be hanging out with your kid all the time. So we understand the reason for those things to exist. What we want is to show that 
they are hindering certain parts of development and that there's something that we can all do about it. Right. So that's the whole point of like talking about all of this is we are just so, so, so go, 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 go as a society. But I will say, I have noticed a very large trend all over the, you know, social media everywhere and in people wanting to go back to those roots and truly trying to understand what it is that they they do still need and going back to movement, going back to being more intuitive with who we are and more patient with ourselves. I think that's another thing that we learned from the pandemic is having patience for ourselves, having grace for who we are and how we show up in the world and saying, okay, this is me. Now let me figure out how I can feel better and what I can, what I can do to help myself. I love that. And that's, it's like the pendulum always swings really hard one way and then it has to swing back the other way. So COVID like really got us to swing one way so far out of touch where we like literally lost touch with everything. And then we're like, well, let's get back to our roots. And there's a giant like homesteading movement that everyone's like, let's go buy farms and like start over. Like that was a huge trend going on and it still is. Totally. And so now we're starting to come back to like, but wait, we still want the conveniences of every like modern day life. Exactly. And that's important. We're not telling you to like never op- hold a screen, never let your kid go watch a show. We're just talking about let's work on the emotion you have towards it. Cause I had a ton of fear of, oh my gosh, if my kids watch that movie, they're doomed. They're going to be ruined. They're never going to see life the same. And I'm not saying go watch rated R movies, but I'm also like, I had to check my emotion behind it. And that's where I really worked on my fears and became at peace with there's balance to everything. You're never going to get the balance perfect, but you can say, Hey, we can do our brain work. We can go outside. We can go do all the things spend some quality time together and then we can watch a movie at the end of the week, you know? So it's like, and it's not like we're only watching shows or, or, but if that doesn't resonate with your family, then don't do that, you know? Or if you're a person who's like, no, this is how I want my kid to be. That's fine. We're not telling you how to parent your kids. We're telling you, this is the way that the brain needs to develop. And if we skip it now, we're going to see it later. We're going to see it when they're 20, when they're 30, when they're adults. And that's our message now is that's what we've always said. A dysregulated child with an underdeveloped brain goes into the world, becomes a dysregulated adult with an underdeveloped brain. It doesn't just magically, magically come online. I don't just magically end up not having these symptoms. They shift and morph and become compensations to how you handle life. And you can handle life forever as long until it comes crashing down on you. And like, and sometimes it happens sooner for people than others. Yeah, and that's that expectation yeah. piece. That's the right. piece about like how you are expected to go from a child and you have certain, certain things as a child that you're allowed to do that are maybe signs of a disorganized brain. Right. But once you get to a certain age, you're supposed to just like automatically always operate a certain way. And that's where some of the compensations really start to fall apart for some people. And for some people it's sooner. And honestly, sometimes we say it's a little bit of a blessing when you do start to notice those challenges in a kid, because you can address it now right? Because you can get to the root of it right now, get them to do their brain work now, and then they won't be, they'll be set up for success later. And we did our brain work at 24 years old. I mean, it's, you know, and and your dad's doing it right now at 77, my dad's 66 and doing it. Point is that that we want to create that space where you can go back and find what works for you, for you. That's something we've gotten away from Mm -hmm. in this whole instant gratification society is like, 
we have these, these standards and it's like, well, let me find out what works in my life, in my brain. I don't have kids. I don't, I'm not worrying about that right now. What about me? Right. How am I going to balance the brain work, the work, the social life, whatever it might be. Right. And that's the whole point is that if you have a disorganized brain, even finding that balance is going to be really, really hard. And looking at what we can do as a society to hold more space for people when they're younger, hold that space for them to get, get it done. You know, spend time on the floor, get that movement in when they are meant to do it. You can always do it later, but of course it's going to be better if they get it done in the beginning of their lives. And I would just say if we could wave a magic wand and get everybody's brains to where they would be ideal, it would be looking at where are you, the person wanting and intending to bring a new life onto this planet? Where are you emotionally? Where are you with your life? How are you feeling with your brain before you bring somebody else on board? And I thought I did a pretty good job of this before I had my first child. Um, I did not do any of the emotional work yet. I did all the brain work, but turns out, surprise, you need to do a lot of emotional work on yourself before you bring in kids into the world. And oftentimes you don't even know what that means until you have kids. So that's kind of tricky because your kids bring that out in you. But if we could were, if we were to help this process of society, understanding what's going on and slowing things down and helping us feel like we don't need to seek validation to keep up with the pressures of the world, we would love for everyone to do this program first before they have kids, because it helps just to open up your minds to what's going on with you, what's driving you. And that does not mean all of a sudden then parenting's easy. That does not mean you don't face challenges. It just means you're equipped now to work through them differently. So we hope that that message comes through in this and we hope this was insightful and you just learned a little something here and there about brain development and our mission here at In the Cortex. So thank you for listening today. And please follow us on social media. We are at in the cortex underscore us. That's our Instagram. TikTok is in underscore the underscore cortex. Facebook is in the cortex us. Our website is in the cortex.com. And please subscribe and share this podcast and help us show the world that the brain can change and life can get easier. If you want to sign up, Hopefully you do. You can use promo code Brainiac to get $10 off your first payment of our program. That's promo code Brainiac. And you can find all of the links to sign up and everything on all the aforementioned social media and websites and everything. And thanks for being here. (laughs) 